What do you live for? What do you live for? And I know a lot of us are ready with the answer, ready to proclaim aloud, Jesus, I live for Jesus. Jesus is my life. But think to yourself, think deeply. Just think, how true is that? How true is that? This is a question that has really challenged me. There was a verse that used to always be in my head during my internship, and I'd forgotten about it for a long time, but it's this verse. It's Acts 20, verse 24. But I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So Lord, as we enter into this time, this, this message, I pray that you would be with me in the name of Jesus as I speak. That if I say anything that's wrong or untrue, that that would not be believed in the name of Jesus. I just want your truths to be believed. So I pray that your truths in this message would indeed be what is believed. That you would be working on each one of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Giving us all understanding of your word in the name of Jesus. And help us, while in this sermon, to focus And help us afterward to live out what we've learned. Help us to not just be hearers of your word, Jesus. Help us to be doers of your word as well. And I speak for myself as well as I am just a messenger. I'm not perfect either. But I pray that you would be speaking in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. I like to run. Maybe I should rephrase that. I like to run very, very short distances, okay? I, I used to be a sprinter. Distance running was not for me. Uh, I never built up my endurance for it and, and, and I just never wanted to build up my endurance for it. Uh, I can walk. For, for so long, I can walk and walk and walk and walk. I, I love going on long, big hikes, but, but running for a long distance, I, I never found that fun. I never really liked it. Uh, when I was in track, the longest race that I wanted to do was the 200 meter that I actually liked doing. Uh, I think back in middle school, maybe grade six, I, I wanted to try the 400 meter. I thought I could do the 400 meter uh, because that's just going around the track one time, right? That's just one time around the track and it, if you're outdoors. And so to me, I thought back then, yeah, I can run that no problem. And uh, I didn't do well and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> and it was just, even that was too long for me. I like the 100 meter and the 200 meter and actually my favorite race is the 60 meter. So from the back fence there at the church uh, in the backyard, 
all the way to maybe the road on the other side of the parking lot, that's probably, I would say that's probably 60 meters. And so I liked that. I liked those shorter races, you know, where you give it your all, you go as fast as you possibly can, and then seven seconds later, you're done. <laughs> yeah, endurance running was, was not for me. It was really not my favorite. But yet the writer of Hebrews likens our lives to an endurance race. Because to us, life is long. I mean, I know the older we get, the, the faster it seems to fly by. But if you were just to sit around and wait for a hundred years, you'd think, wow, this is, this is really taking forever. And especially when things get rough, like, like for Christians in the early church who were being persecuted, right? Right? When is this going to end? I cannot wait any longer to be with the Lord. And the Hebrew author says, endure, endure. This is what he says in Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to endure, to run the race that is life with endurance. The race that is set before us, looking to Jesus who endured the cross, as it says. He is definitely our, our greatest example of endurance. And when he says in Luke 9.23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me, that's a huge statement. We are to take up our cross daily, every day of our lives should be committed to the Lord. Not just Sunday, every single day of our lives should be committed to the Lord. And that's a feat that takes endurance. Because living for Jesus isn't easy. It's not easy in this world that we live in. But we have a joy that is set before us. A joy that is an eternity in heaven forever with Jesus and with all those who believe, which is why we do what we do. We want to see those people in our everyday life. We want to see them in heaven as well. When we strive to work for Jesus, we're not just working for ourselves. We do work for ourselves in the sense that we have to, you know, take care of ourselves mentally, physically, and of course, spiritually. But we already have our pass into heaven. We're not going to hell. We know that there's a joy that awaits us. We will see Jesus. We will live with him forever. Our sins as true believers are forgiven. And so now we work so that others can join us there. 
Because when we see Jesus enduring the cross for the joy that was set before him, he did it for people who didn't believe. So he could see them as believers. So he could see that they would make it to heaven. And so that needs to be our goal as well. The joy that's set before us isn't just us going to heaven. It's the others around us going as well. And at the same time, too, we need to help encourage one another, right? Build up one another so that us as brothers and sisters in the Lord become more and more equipped to, to share our faith to, to serve with love to, and to endure the challenges that come along with being in this race of earthly life. So I do want to mention too that, that you don't have to run this race on your own. You don't. We motivate each other in this race. We bear one another's burdens. If someone's in a race with this heavy, heavy backpack on and, and we are able to take their load for a bit, we should bear one another's burdens. As believers, we're not racing against each other. We're on the same team. So let's help each other throughout our time on this earth. Let's help each other out in this race. There was a race in Thailand that was 10,000 meters long, uh, so 10 kilometers, over six miles. It's a pretty long race, especially for me, right? I, I, I wouldn't have fun doing that. <laughs> but after about 9,995 meters, or about, it looked like five meters from the finish line, this was on a video, one racer's legs, five meters from the finish line, he's almost there, his legs just give out. They just give out, and he could not get himself to the finish line as close as it was. And so he was just stuck there as other racers went by and finished before him. But one racer noticed him as he, as he passed by, and he was probably two steps away from the finish line, but he didn't cross it. He turned around, went back, and began to help the fallen man across the finish line. And other racers, they also started helping as well. And he finished. Even though his legs didn't work anymore, they carried him over the line. That's how we should be with each other, helping each other in the race that is life. We don't have to race on our own. We don't have to race on our own. Now, what kind of things should we be focused on? How should we run this race? I remember listening to a man named Joe Kirby, and he was encouraging people in different seasons of their lives to take advantage of the opportunities that they have, because soon enough, those doors might be closed. To the young single person, he would say to take advantage of their singleness in, in serving the Lord before the busyness of a possible future marriage comes along. To the father and the mother to, to cherish 
every moment with their children while they're young and to help them grow strong in the Lord. So depending on where they are in the race, you know, he's giving different advice, right? But then he gets to those who are retired. He says, don't spend all your time playing golf. Don't spend all your time growing vegetables. <laughs> of course, go ahead and do those things for sure, but don't let those things overtake your time, right? He says, you have more time to pray. And uh, again, like I've said before, I think prayer is one of the most important ministries there is, if not the most important. Humbly bringing requests to the King of Kings, spending time with him. The prayer warriors, they're the ones who spend the most time with their king. And again, I would not be surprised if because of that, they're the ones who resemble him the most. The humble prayer warrior bringing requests to the Lord. But it is true. There, there, there is still busyness in life when you're retired. There sure is, but it's nothing like it was when you were tied to a job or a career. You have so much extra time now that you can devote to the Lord. And so if you're able, why not study that word, study the word of God more than you did? There was a retired couple who, who donated the entire set of John MacArthur's New Testament commentaries to me, which... That was an absolutely amazing gift. That was an amazing gift. They wanted to donate them to someone who would put them to use, and I've loved being able to use them. But they had gotten them so that they could use them to study deeply through the entire New Testament. They studied through the entire New Testament with them. And that was such an awesome thing to hear. So if you're able, because I know eyesight can start to go, hearing can start to go, a lot of things can start to go. But if you're able, study that word. And also, if you're able, devote yourself to prayer and praying for people. I remember in gym class once, we had to run up a hill and around the track at the neighboring school and then the school itself. And then back to our own school. And I'm not sure how long it was, but for me, of course, it was a long distance <laughs> to run. And I, and I wasn't the fastest. I think the final stretch, when we got to the final stretch, I think I was in about sixth place. But there was one guy maybe 25 yards ahead of me. And I thought to myself, even though I was so tired from the run, I can beat him. I can beat him. And with what I had left, I just powered and ran as fast as I could while being that tired. And at the very last moment, I zoomed right by him in the fifth place. Uh, so just because the race was almost over and the finish line was in sight, for me, that didn't mean slow down. It meant speed up. Joe Kirby, again, talks about a professor who was dying of leukemia. And at a conference, they asked him if it meant he was going to slow down and not do as much preaching now that he was coming to the end. He said, when an athlete at the end of a long race sees that finish line, does he slow down? No. 
He runs faster and faster. And I can tell you that's true, right? When you see that finish line and you think you can, you can still beat someone else, or even if you just see it, it's not like you slow down. You're like, oh, I'm almost there. Let's go. Let's go. Strive to finish strong. Strive to finish well, because there's nothing stopping God from using you for amazing things, even when you're getting closer and closer to that finish line. But the thing is, too, with how we run the race, it's not just about what season you're in, what part of the race you're in, whether the beginning, the middle, or in the home stretch. It's not always just about that. It's not just about that. It's also about your giftings, right? the areas that God has specifically gifted you to serve. So as you discover your gifts and gain experience with them, keep leaning on them in a way where you're also, of course, leaning on God, absolutely. Because it's no mistake why you have the gifts that you have. And so whatever season of life you're in, use those gifts. Play to your strengths. Now, there is a passage in Corinthians where Paul says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Now, of course, if we're believers, if we're committed to Jesus, right? If we've committed our lives to Jesus through faith in his death and resurrection, then we have eternal life in him, right? We have been saved from hell. All of us as believers get that prize of entering God's heavenly presence. It's not just for one of us, right? But we are to run this race well as if we were running for that one prize. In our lives, though, How much running are we actually doing? And how much do we just sit around or run aimlessly? Paul says every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a, a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be, I myself should be disqualified. All right, we're supposed to stay on course. We're not supposed to run aimlessly. And also, we might have times where we speed up. We might have times where we pace ourselves, where we don't go as fast. But if we're competing for a prize, we're not going to sit around. Even though there are times to go faster and to not go faster, to pace, we're not supposed to just sit around. But in our own lives, how much are we actually running that race? How much are we actually going for that prize? And how much are we running aimlessly after things of the world? Or how often are we, again, just sitting down, doing things that don't matter for the kingdom? Things that have no effect on eternity. Again, I ask, 
what do you live for? Do you really live for Jesus? Or is he just another part of your day? You, you go to him in the morning and then the rest of the day, he doesn't even cross your mind. Again, I'll, I'll read Paul's verse. I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course. His goal is to finish the course, finish the race well. If only I may finish my course. In the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus. What is that ministry? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I have a lot of work to do as well. This is a verse that greatly challenges me as well. But I want to live less and less for myself. To empty myself. And to live fully, fully for Jesus. I want to live for others because I want to live for Jesus. And I feel like I definitely don't do that like I should. And I think for all of us, there's so much selfishness in ourselves that we still need to get rid of. We need to die daily. Take up our cross daily. Again, every day of our lives should be fully committed to the Lord Jesus. When you work, even if you're working all by yourself, work for Jesus. Work hard for Jesus. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. When you spend time with friends and family and with people you might not know, act above reproach. And look for opportunities to encourage, look for opportunities to glorify God in your conversation. With people who may not believe, look for opportunities to bring up Jesus. And for those who do believe, look, up, look for opportunities to encourage them in Christ. And be, be praying as well. Be praying for God to use you well in those opportunities. Even if you're there already, in your mind, you can just think a prayer. And also when you're alone at home, when nobody sees you, remember that God does. And please him in, in what you do in your quiet time. Just because you're by yourself, or maybe just with your wife or your family, that doesn't mean you can be a different person than you are in public. And, and suddenly only with your family or by yourself become, you know, sinful. We Christians, especially here in North America, I feel like we're really dropping the ball. I, I do. We're really not doing well. It's like we don't care that much about the Bible. It's like we don't care about Christ and what he's done for us. It's like we don't care about the destiny of those who don't know Jesus. It's like all we care about is how to make things better for ourselves. We don't take up our cross. We don't strive for the prize, for the trophy. We think, yeah, I can just walk around over here and, and take my time. I'll eventually make it to the finish line. We don't run a race worthy of the prize at the end. Christian church in North America in general like, like sure there are those who do so well 
But in general, we're not doing so well as a church in North America. We need to focus. We need to focus. We need to focus on that prize. We need to endure. We can't slow down and stop and sit around. We need to endure for the joy set before us. The material things that we pour so much into, in the end, they don't matter. Some things, of course, matter. You know, family matters. Our children matter. Our spouses matter. But so does the person across the street or across the lake or even the person who is an enemy. Love your enemies. But the house, the cars, the TVs, the things that <laughs> maybe even someone steals from you. In the end, that doesn't matter. The material things don't matter. But maybe how you react to that person that steals, maybe that matters. I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Why are we here? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. We are walking examples of God's grace. We were sinners. We were enemies of God, and he still died for us. And all we have to do to be saved is believe in him? What a gracious God we have. What a gracious, gracious God we have. We are absolutely examples, walking examples of God's grace. So with our lives, let us testify to that, that gospel, that, that good news, amazing news. Let us testify to that by how we live, by how we talk, and by letting people know about it. Letting people know about that good news. That's what matters in our lives. That's what matters. So leaning on God, let us strive for that. Bow with me in prayer. Lord, you are wonderful, you are amazing, you are gracious, and you are a wonderful, you are the best prize. We can always go after trophies in this world. We can go after so many things. We can have so many accomplishments. But that doesn't matter at the end. What does it matter at the end? Nothing matters. No material thing matters. No accomplishment matters apart from how we run the race for you, Jesus, to gain the prize that is you, Jesus. That's what matters. Help us focus on that goal, Jesus. Help us focus on that in the name of Jesus. Help us run the race in a manner that's worthy of you as the prize, Jesus. Help us not to walk aimlessly. Help us not to just sit down and 
Help us race competitively in the name of Jesus. Help us finish well when we get in sight of the finish line. Help us in all these things in the name of Jesus. And give us such a heart for our, for our communities, for the people that don't know you. Because the joy that is set before us, that's not just us getting there. That's not just us going to be with you. That's them as well going to be with you. We, we, we strive for that goal. That's why we endure this life. So help us focus in the name of Jesus. Give us strength to run a good, good race in the name of Jesus. And you know me, I'm no distance runner. I'm not a running person that endures. And even in life, like, I need you so bad, Jesus. We all need you so bad, Jesus. We're weak, but you are strong. You are mighty. And we need your help in this. Help us to help each other, but always help us to lean on you, Jesus. You are our strength. You are what keeps us going. And so I pray that we would focus on you, focus on the joy that is set before us, focus on what keeps us going, which is you, Jesus, and help us also, again, to help each other out, to know that we're not racing alone. Thank you. Thank you so much. I pray this all in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.